Welcome back to the hostel. Today we are joined with my friend Morris, who I met in Taiwan. Well, I met him in Indonesia, actually. Uh, Morris, how you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Morris. Yeah, thanks for the introduction, Sean. <laughs> And Logan is also here with me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good to see you again, Morris. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. It has, man. It's been a minute. It's been a while. And also, uh, before we get into anything, I want to say that Morris actually has his own podcast called "Yo, That's Messed Up, Bro." <laughs> yes, sir. You can find him on Instagram as uh, what's your at name? <laughs> exactly, Yo, that's um, that's messed up, bro. But you know, our content primarily we spoke, you know, we speak Chinese uh, for our podcasts. So <laughs> even to learn Chinese or like your oh, Chinese so do we? Speaker, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, it's awesome to see Sean and Logan started their own. Channel, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, first, I want to get into. So, Morris, uh, where did you grow up? And uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about your hometown. We spent, you know, I I visited you whenever we were done with our internship in Indonesia, yeah. and it left a really good impression on me. But for your perspective, what did you like about it, and what's something that you didn't like about uh, growing up in Taiwan? Yeah, that's a pretty good question. So, yeah. As uh, Sean introduction, I was born and raised in Taiwan until I was 19 years old, and then I study abroad. You know, like kind of tied with your, you guys' topics. So I started abroad and come and came to the United States, right? So, well, my upbringing, I live in a more suburb area uh, called Yilan in Taiwan. So it's more on the eastern side of um, Taiwan, uh, right next to the Pacific Ocean. So if you don't know where Taiwan is, Taiwan is um, east. Sorry, e yeah, east of China. And then south of Japan, right? So it's a kind of like an island, but we have over twenty-three uh, million populations there. So it's pretty crowded. Um, I would say country, and I live in this suburb. So I think growing up for me, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm, and also the school that I went to was not a ordinary like Asian school, where we don't have like textbooks, we don't have quizzes, we don't have tests, exams. You know, we judge like they judge our performance solely by, you know, the the material that we write, you know, ourselves. So I would say my my upbringing and my education system is very different from the ordinary, um, you know, Taiwanese or Asian students per se. But so living in that environment, and then you know, like I will say, um, throughout my, you know, primary school, junior and high school, um, my lifestyle was pretty. It's very wholesome, I would say. So. And that also means that I don't get to, I don't know. Like I try a lot of different things, but I just feel like a lot of times, you know, I want to get out. You know, I actually, I mean, I went to Taipei, you know, quite often, the the capital of Taiwan. But I don't really mm -hmm. do anything, you know, besides from you know just hanging out with my family and then going to malls and stuff. So I feel like I was when I was in Taiwan, I was feel like I'm pretty trapped, per se. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like when you guys talk about during your, I remember his first episode, right? You guys feel like, you know, you guys, especially Sean, like you, you were born and raised in, you know, West Virginia, then you know, go to Ohio, mm -hmm. it's all in the mid Midwest. You feel like you're trapped, and that's how I was feeling when I was in high school. That's why I really want to study abroad and come yeah. to America. Yeah, that that's something I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you what your initial, um, what sort of drove you. To yeah. Initially, want to go to the United States. I know that you and your sisters both did that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I think what drove me, you know, pretty much what you guys share, you know, 
No, for, I, I did my homework. I listened to both of your episodes <laughs> before I came on. <laughs> I appreciate it. Wow, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I was in high school, you know, I always wanted to do business, I would say. Like, I always wanted to yeah. become like a, you know, to do my own startup, you know, like to become an entrepreneur. But, mm-hmm. you know, Taiwan has a really great market, I would say, for the size. You know, all the semiconductor, you know, all those manufacturers, mm-hmm. you know, like in Taiwan is pretty, you know, booming. But the things that I feel like, uh, you know, Taiwan is pretty small compared to you know the world. I want to get out, not only because I want to see more myself, but also perhaps, you know, that was back in the time. <laughs> very naive, yeah, very naive thinking, like more opportunities. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so when you think of like you know more opportunities, what do you think of? You know, like first instinct is United States, America, mm-hmm. and then you know. As as an Asian, you know, I only been to the states when I was like what in fifth grade in primary school. That yeah. was like long long time ago, right? So I always has this vision of like you know California, especially that you know like all you know, the media and the movies and you know the shows all depicted America in a way that oh, it's so nice, so great. <laughs> At least from the outside, you know, from the outside world. <laughs> yeah. So when everybody talk about study abroad at the time. Um, very rarely people talk about going to Europe, but what you guys' point of view is that you guys, you know, when you guys talk about study abroad, you guys think of you know going to Europe, right? Like you know, I think that's how most people who grow up in the states they think about yeah. it. When, when I think of study abroad, I think of all the people they go to like you know France, mm-hmm. Italy, UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, no, but yeah. definitely still some of my friends they still you know travel to like you know France. Germany, you know, UK to study abroad. I'm not saying no, but the majority of, you know, when people think of studying abroad, America is what they, you know, think of. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so how long have you been in the United States? Dude, I have been in the United States, I would say more than six and a half years now. <laughs> so that's a pretty long wow. time, I would say. Where, where have you been living? So, dude, I spent all my time in Southern California. I mean, I stay in like I travel <laughs> around. Traveled. I traveled. travel around a lot, but yeah. I I just stay in Cal- Southern California. And I thought I wanted to I wanted to move to Seattle when I was working, but then I went to Seattle once. I remember that. Yeah, I went there once. I was like, no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. Do you know why? Because Seattle rained a lot, right? And it was pretty groomy mm-hmm. and stuff. And then the yeah. the place I was born and raised in Elon is. Basically, you know, yeah. we have like one third of the t- almost like one third to one half of the time of the year. It's always raining. Oh. So, so when I was like, you know, growing up, I was like, no, I hate rain. I'm going to a place where like there's no rain. Southern so California. California it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's the one place you can go. Exactly. That specific thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the entire United States. Yeah. I've enjoyed my time here. You know, of course, I visit a lot of places nice. like Ohio, right? You know, even West Virginia. So, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, so what did you study when you were in college? So I study. Um, so actually, okay, I kind of want to say this. Like, you know, you guys talk about like uh, study abroad program, right? So you guys, you know, talk yeah. about like, you know, the the things you guys can do and then the, the 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 route that you guys can choose so when i when i came to the states you know there's different routes but my route was i went to community college for um you know two three years then i transferred so when i was in community college mm-hmm. i studied computer science and engineering so when i transferred out to a four-year 
university. I study uh, linguistic and computer science at UCLA. So that's my that was my focus. A pretty nice. Asian job. A pretty pretty standard Asian major, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> what well, uh, what was your impression on Los Angeles coming from Taiwan? Well, at first, <clears throat> you know, of course, you know, as a your initial impression as a foreigner, right? As a foreigner of the United right. States, you know, there's a lot of places that you will visit when you first came to the states, like LA specifically. You went to like the Hollywood. Is you went to like you know, the Universal Studios, all those good places. But the things, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I mean, I'm, pretty, I, I'm sure you guys have been to LA a lot of times, mm-hmm. been to Hollywood Walk of Sign, oh, sorry, Walk of, oh, sorry, Walk of Them, Walk of you me. know, the Chinese theater, etc. Do you guys like it? Honestly, like, even... Um, you mean, you mean Hollywood? Or yeah, like, like LA, right? Like LA. I, I'm not going to lie, the first time I went to LA, I did the exact same thing. I went, I went to Hollywood, I went out in Hollywood, yeah. Um, it stayed in Santa Monica, went to the pier. Yeah. But my favorite, definitely not my favorite. Like on all of the other times that I visited. Yeah. And I did other things yeah. in LA. I visited Irvine. Yeah. And the places that you like. Yeah. Yeah. UCLA. Yeah. That was by far like much better. But the traditional tourist. Exactly. Spots, no. Logan, have you been to LA? Yeah. I, I was going to say, I really liked uh, Venice Beach. Um, mm-hmm. Hollywood and stuff, not so much. I, I had like a really, um, I must have gone on a bad day or I went on a normal day. I went to LA a few times, but I only did Hollywood once, uh, the first time. And then I never went back cause it was madness. Exactly. Was, yeah. 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 So, you, so that's, you already know. Yeah. So that's how I kind of felt when, you know, when I visited Hollywood, I was like, dude, this place is so like sketch yeah <laughs> you know there's so many homeless you know you see a lot of tents you see crazy people walking down the street hitting themselves yeah. you're like dang this is the la that was we're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like man. the movie shot in i was like wait mm-hmm. this is crazy you know there's one time yeah. like when i first came here you know there's someone just you know like wear all these costumes in like marvel i don't know like and they came out hey do you want to take a photos as I was like, oh wow, that that be that'd be nice. So I took a photo with them, and they chart. They, they asked me for tips. I was like, how much? They say twenty bucks. I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah. So my first impression wasn't great, but yeah. um, but I primarily live in you know like stayed in Orange County area, which is you know south of LA. So in that area, it's much nicer, but it was very boring. So. I would say uh, the, my whole point, like my whole view on, you know, California changed after I went to UCLA. Mm. Yeah. Nice. When you went to LA initially, did you experience any specific culture shocks mm-hmm. that you wanted to talk about? I mean, okay, there's a lot of culture shock, you know, when I first came to the States. You know, I, I, right. we talk about this, Sean, like about the tipping culture. Oh yeah, we've talked about this yeah tipping culture a lot of times. The tipping culture, yeah. Because yeah. in Taiwan, yeah, you know, like when you when you go to Seven Eleven per se, right, or like supermarket, you mm. you pay while you see. Doesn't make sense. Right. Like you see a price tag, and you're mm. expected to oh, pay that. The taxes, the taxes, even the taxes are, on yeah, exactly. So yeah. like here, there's taxes, there's tips, there's just a whole bunch of like. You know, in LA, I even mm-hmm. see like a like a weird you know, like text being added, like right now, like, you know, there's so a whole bunch of like different things add on. So like, 
you you'll be expected to pay at least like you know twenty to thirty percent more. <laughs> Sometimes you know like depends yeah. on where you yeah. go. So that is something that I really don't like when I first came to the state. Do you I don't know what, you guys, man? As an as an American, I still get surprised every time when I you know I see what's on the menu or I see what's on the label um, as far as the price goes, and then I see the final bill, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> this other like thirty percent, like you know, twenty yeah. becomes like thirty or whatever, you know. So I agree. Yeah. I mean, even though I'm supposed to be used to it, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So that's I would say nowadays. Oh, sorry. Now, oh no, you're good. Nowadays, you can. There's. I don't think there's really anywhere you can go and cash out at a register and not pay a gratuity. I mean, exactly. You'd be at the gas station, like buying a candy bar. Wait. It'd be like ten percent. I was wondering twenty percent. When you guys go to like take out, like you know, for instance, like Chipotle or like yeah, in and out. Yeah, you, you're not. <laughs> do you guys still pay tax? Like tips? I don't. Th- don't get me wrong. Okay, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think that people who work these jobs should get paid more money. Mm-hmm. Don't yes. get me wrong. I don't think that I don't think it's bad to give them more money, but it's it's you know it's a little, sometimes it's a little ridiculous. What y'all gonna say, bro? They should they should. I'll get I'll like I'll toe the line, maybe cross the line like politically, and say I think that they should. That should be up to the business to pay them a better wage not up to the customer to tip oh, but that's you know that's one opinion and i i know like um for example i have a specific memory in salzburg at this um the noodle place by um where we went to class at uni park um i forget what it's I called i don't remember what it's called but yeah. it was some noodle restaurant i would always tip there and they were oh, always it was, like it was the name of some city but okay yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I always I I knew already that like tipping culture is unique to America. That was a crazy sound. Wait, is it me? That's yeah, probably me. Sorry, I live right next to like a super luxurious apartment, and they have all this like super car, my car. Dude, that like, sounded like like a Ferrari or something. <laughs> like, no, exactly. It sounded like a gunshot. Sweet. <laughs> yes, gunshot is not a, another culture shock, you know. Yeah, yeah. Another culture shock, yeah. Yeah, forget the forget the tipping and the and the taxing, man. It's the, <laughs> the it's guns the everywhere. But Logan, you were saying something about the noodle mm. place we went to. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I knew. I'm just like a a Midwestern guy, <laughs> like you know. So I I yeah. knew that. Um, people would give you funny looks if you try to tip like an American, but I still would do it. And like, cause I've, it's pretty like ingrained, I guess. Like I felt bad almost not doing it, even though it was weird to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I just remember I, specifically yeah, that place. There. They were kind of looking at me like, why are you giving us more money than what yeah. is mm-hmm. owed? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that place in Indonesia, <clears throat> Morris, you remember, mm-hmm. I mean, you're paying next to nothing for some of the stuff that we're getting. I mean, somebody would yeah. give you a, a 30 minute ride in a taxi and you're mm-hmm. like, you're paying like $3 for it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, you know, you took 30 minutes out of your day. Let me give you double that. And it was very against the culture. Yeah, exactly. To give tips most of the time. Yeah. I did sometimes anyways. And I just, I didn't care, especially if it was like a drive or something like that. But yeah. 
that was really bizarre for me. I think in Asian culture, because um, we don't have tipping culture, right? So there's no tips usually applied to like taxi, takeout, or like, you know, delivery. So a lot of times, like when you tip, it's actually like they don't feel so good about the tipping. The reason why behind that is because, you know, a lot of times the reason why you tip, of course, is for the service they provided, right? But a lot of times also means that, you know, like they don't earn that much. So mm. when you tip in the Asian like countries, they will think like, oh, are you like looking down on me? So you're paying this, you know, like more than you should. Right. So that's why a lot of times, you know, people like if you go to Taiwan, you know, for instance, and then you go to like a night market and you tip them like for the food they deliver, like they give it to you, they will, I would say 99% of the time, they'll return that money back to you. And they say, they will say that, oh, you know, thanks, but we don't like, it's okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So that's, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how, how it depends on the country. I mean, some mm-hmm. countries it's like 10% normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in, in Austria, it was like 10%. Usually if you go out to a restaurant, but nowhere else you're supposed to tip. Yeah. And then, yeah, in Asia, no. I don't know if it's everywhere in Asia, but like the tipping culture is just, I mean, pretty much non-existent, right? I mean, there's also, there's still a tipping culture, like, you know, hotel, all those like, what you call it? Like the people who deliver your luggage. How do you say mm-hmm. how do you uh, valet like concierge <laughs> concierge, yeah. concierge yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah, yeah so sometimes you'll still tip those uh, people and also like if you go to a nicer like restaurant yeah automatically there's 10 percent applied to your uh bill so you don't have to like oh right. you know write on your credit card so and then it's a constant where people know oh if you go to this restaurant you're expected to pay 10 percent service charge mm-hmm. But that's yeah. that's okay, right? Compared to like, do people like expect it to be pay like eighteen to twenty, even like twenty five percent? Sometimes here in the states, it's crazy. Oh yeah. For me, sometimes it's crazy because like, dang, you know, like, like I totally agree what Logan said because um, it's it's really up to the business, like they should pay their you know employees, not the customer mm-hmm. paying. So last night I told Sean, right? So like when you calculate the tips. A lot of times you calculate the total amount after tax after the initial tax, and then you calculate tips after that, right? But I told Sean in a word that you know, like I, I I give tips with the service that they provided. I don't want to pay extra because of you know like government charges, you know, extra. Mm. But but I still know like Sean, you know, point of view because like you know, there's not 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 much differences I would say. But the thing is that you know, like Asian is pretty stingy. <laughs> <laughs> you said it not me yeah no, i said it because i'm Asian. but it's true it's want, true though i wanted to ask you um mm-hmm. moving on from that um talking about cultural differences mm-hmm. between taiwan and america so i think there's i mean tipping tipping is like <laughs> you know pun intended it's like the tip of the iceberg for the things that you know you could compare from mm-hmm. the united states to um Taiwan yeah and you know what cultural differences would you maybe like want to expand on even more in like comparison to you know like for example like school mm-hmm. acting in public I know that the way that people act in public was like really different to you especially in consideration of like mm-hmm. the west coast and the east coast is even different mm-hmm. from 
like Taiwan holidays, um, word culture, you know, I know that you have uh, like the red letters. That was something that you know, I still don't even grasp fully as a concept that you the red letters, like, the red envelopes. Yeah. Red yes. envelopes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Actually, that's a really good question. And you know, a lot of questions being asked. So yeah, I know I want to dissect one like one by one. I would sure. say, you know, yeah, the other sure. thing that I want to add on is that, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times as, as an international student, right. When you first arrived, you know, this everything is new, right? So I, I believe when you guys went to Austria, you guys are, I mean, you guys travel together, so maybe you guys still have, you know, some friends that travel, you know, with you. But when I came here, I was, you know, solely by myself, and and then my sister, of course, joined me like in in a while. But like a lot of times, um, of course, we we'll have family members, like family and friends here. But you know, like they're just there to like, you know, sometimes if you really need them, and they'll be there. So a lot of times I would say is that um, apart, apart apart from like if you stay in your own country, a lot of times you have to work your own way. You have to find out you know things you want to work for, and then you have to be very proactively you know um, just like grinding, and then try to get you know what you want in that sense. So a lot of times I would say the educational system here in the states is awesome, but if you're a student and then you don't go out of your way and ask for helps from your professors, your classmates, your friends, no one, no one will really help you. <laughs> oh yeah. Really? Yeah. So in order to succeed in, you know, like educational system here in the state is that you have to be very self-driven, mm-hmm. but in a way also like disciplined. Right. So a lot of times, you know, college, you know, you guys went to OU, I think. So a lot yeah. of parties going on, you know, yeah. like, so of course, you know, like that's something that really I was really I was I was really looking forward to the party culture here in the states. But you know, one thing I found out is that no one really care about, you know, like your well being, like you you you're away from your parents, right? So you can party all you want, but all the time of the day at the day you're still a student, right? So if you party too hard, then you know that affect immediately on your grades, and then perhaps a lot of times you cannot even graduate. So we have the same back in Taiwan where like in, in Asia it's super hard to get into a really good university, but easy to graduate. But in the mm-hmm. States, it's kind of opposite. I mean, it's still kind of hard to get into a really good school, but mm-hmm. it's even harder to graduate. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, you, you want to have fun during college, but at the same time, you have to be disciplined enough and know what you want to like, you know, um, get out from. I can kind of see that. Yeah. So. So what I, so when I was in common college, I really stressed myself out because I need to have a really good GPA because I only want to go to this and that school. But the things that, you know, what inspired me is that the opportunity that I can have. So going to a really good school, you know, you surround yourself with, you know, like-minded people, you know, you surrounded yourself with a lot of great resources. So when I was in college, you know, there's great resources, but you have to, you know, guard your way to find. Just like what you guys talk about during, you know, on, the last episode, I would say, you know, there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of ways out there, but have you done enough like research or have you done enough work to find that out? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the first thing about the educational system, but in terms of like cultural, you know, Western and Eastern, how people treat each other. I think as far as from my own experience, I don't, I didn't ex- experience any like, you know, like racial, you know, um, discrimination 
at least for me, you know, like people are really respectful here. Um, you know, one thing I like, I was like, I remember was um, this personal space. You know, Americans care about their personal space. That's what that, that that's what I was told when I first arrived. They told me when you stay in line at an In and Out, like, <clears throat> don't don't be don't be you know don't line up too close to the people in front of you. They will feel you know uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable. I was like, oh okay, because you know in Asia, I don't know if you guys see any like photos or images. You know, people literally stand so close you can smell each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or when you turn around, you can probably kiss someone. That's how yeah. close you know <laughs> Asians line up in you know like Asian countries. But here, people really respect <laughs> their own like space. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, and also like when you park, like when you drive, and then when you stop at the red light, you don't want to be too close to the car in front of you, because mm. it's your personal space. So you know that's one thing that I realized. <laughs> oh, this is actually awesome. Because in Taiwan, I, you know, like it's actually kind of true. Yeah, because like your parents expect you to like move out probably when you go to high school or university, but in Taiwan. At least, you know, like my family, they don't ask you to move out mm. unless you really want to, something like that. So, uh, so that's definitely a lot of differences there. But, but like in terms of like you know festivals and then how we celebrate holidays is very, very, I would say very, very different. You know, like um, from my own experience, my, my family, our extended family, have around like a hundred people. That's insane. And then everybody stay within, you know, like one kilometers. That's how much. Like that's, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's you know everybody stay between this one kilometers radius. So literally, you can. I walk remember. Around. Yeah. I was just gonna say I remember when I went and I visited you in Taiwan. It was during some holiday that was happening. I don't remember which one it was exactly, but it was. Yeah. Do you remember what that was? That there was, was um, there was a big event that we went yeah, to. Yeah, that was celebrate the gold. And there was like a hundred people in it. You you had rented this entire like restaurant dining yeah. hall. Yeah, like, yeah. huge. Like, With the whole family ceremony. Yeah. Wow. It was like family, family and friends, but it was like literally a hundred people. You're not kidding. So that was that was to celebrate the ghost month. The, kind okay. of like Mexico, kind of like Mexico, they celebrate you know ghost like or death spirit. Because mm. you guys might know, like, um, you know, like Taiwan, China, and you know, like Vietnam. I think we use like lunar calendar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like during certain month, like so when we celebrate Chinese New Year, we celebrate not the not the Western calendar, right? We we use right. a lunar New Year to celebrate uh, Chinese New Year, and then Ghost Month is, I believe, <laughs> isn't. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, if any of your listeners know, like, I think it's June or July in Ghost Month or August, <laughs> some, some something during in that spectrum. Yeah. Okay. So during, so I think end, it was the end of July. Yeah, end of July. When but that was like was the saying. Western, so that would be probably June and lunar, I think. Yeah, but anyway, whole um, month. Yeah. So basically, that whole month, it's uh, what we say that oh, the gate of the 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 underworld open. So all the ghosts mm. will come out and then, you know, look for food. So you have to like worship and then pray and then to like with food. And then so you have to like, yeah, I, I think I don't know if Sean, if you came to like when we was like worshiping, you know, we'll have, 
you know, for your house, for your company, etc. You have this table yeah. out in front, uh, literally yeah, on the in front road. of the building with like yeah. incense burning. Yeah, incense burning and, and like food. Like, yeah, it was so food much food. On the table. Exactly. So and then for you know, it's a kind of like a cultural where like traditional where you know ghosts will come to your table and then eat and drink your the food and that was so cool supplied to to them and then afterwards all this food who are you going to serve it to your family and friends wow so yeah so i would say you know in chinese culture you know what very different from american culture is that we tend to celebrate everything with you know with friends with um you know like and then oh sorry with family members Mm. so and then you know there's a strong sense of like you know family should should stay really close really tight because they're your only support you know like throughout your life so you know we'll have so many festivals so many holidays so many you know this kind of events just so family can be you know together and you know build a strong relationship yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie that's i think one of the main things that i noticed that i was sort of envious about um it's uh it's definitely i think a hot topic especially as an american because for whatever reason i think just maybe based on the way that this culture is very individualistic Mm -hmm. people typically will you know everyone has this idea that when they turn 18 i mean it usually doesn't happen but i mean they go to college Usually, like, they turn 18, and then I'm going to move to whatever city, I'm going to move to whatever state, and I'm going to I'm gonna fulfill my dream, and, and I'm going to leave the bird's nest, and everyone kind of scatters, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, even generations back in my family have always done that. I mean, on certain sides of my family. Um, it's kind of interesting, and I remember, like, just going there and... and like seeing how tight you and your family are, it's really, it's really nice. Honestly, I honestly I was kind of I was kind of envious in that, and that was definitely one of the big things about. Just I think general Asian culture. I think like Indian Asian culture was kind of the same. There's that. Car Sorry here. about the exhaust. That's the Bugatti. But, <laughs> dude, sometimes it's crazy, yeah. man. Like I live right next to the street. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Sometimes I, it got my nerve. <laughs> but it's cool. It's it's like. There's this stigma, I think, about staying in your hometown mm-hmm. in like a yeah. negative sense. I think yeah. most everyone I've ever met, no matter where they were in America, even if they were from, you know, the nicest neighborhood in the world, like the nicest neighborhood in the country, and there's no reason for them to leave, the forefront of their mind is like, I need to get out of here. I need to go, like, do my thing. I need to go to some other city other than here. Mm-hmm. Um there's not that like family sort of like communal value in America. I don't think from what I've seen. Yeah. yeah. I know. I noticed the same thing. I went to um, Greece before I went to, um, sorry. Can you guys hear that? My air just kicked on. Can you guys hear that in the background? No, I can't hear it at all. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's, it's fine. Um, yeah. But the first, one of the first things I noticed, um, I mean, these were, grad students you picture an american grad student even a lot of undergrad students you're like oh they probably have their own place but especially like a grad student in america like they have an apartment or renting a house at that point Mm -hmm. and um everyone all my friends who were 
at the grad school in Patras, they, I believe all of them or most of them lived with their family. Um, and even like, <laughs> sorry, it's a Lambo. It's a Lambo. Really? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about nice. that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry worth about that, it. Man. Worth it. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, it was, the, it was the first thing I noticed. Um, like culturally, I guess, I mean, was that, and, and of course, along with that, there's a very strong food culture. So people, you know, you have some food at like, uh, from some restaurant. I remember there's like this chain called, uh, Grigori's in Greece. And I had the Spanico Tiropida there. And like, I was like, Oh, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. And then everyone, all these grad students were like, oh no, like that's garbage. You have to eat like my grandmother's Spanico mm. Tiropida. And so they're all like, and you know, they live like generations live together. And I was, yeah, like Sean, like you said, I was, I was, I had some envy for that. Cause I was like, right now I'm in Oklahoma. Um, and my mom and my br- one of, or two of my brothers are in Ohio. And then my dad and my other brother, uh, is in Florida. So, I mean, this is like thousands of miles, you know? Um, and that's, I'd say that's pretty normal here. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of sad to be honest that it seems like, and I'm not trying to say, you know, family's everything, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, if you, if you want to go out and do your own thing, like that's fine. But there's a correlation, I think, in American culture where people uh, correlate family values with old-fashioned values. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. It's old-fashioned. It's like the, not the modern way of living nowadays. And, you know, take it however you want, but it's definitely worth talking about. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's, uh, yeah, there's actually definitely a strong, like, uh, culture about individualism here in the States. But I don't think it's, yeah, so a lot, of people, a lot of times people compare like, oh, should you like do individualism or like family should stay together? I think from my point of view, you know, I experienced both worlds. And then honestly, I don't think there's nothing wrong with, you know, both like, you know, point of views. You know, that's why that's something that I really, I think I admire or like I appreciate my parents is that they allowed us to study abroad for such a long period of time, right? So, you know, probably when you guys went to Austria, it's, you know, probably like, I don't know how long, like a year. Two years or like no months. <laughs> yeah it was uh four months oh four months so yeah, yeah. so f- yeah so like in order for us like their children to come to all the way to the states which is like around like seven thousand miles i think apart yeah. and then we always we only go back you know once or twice a year but they were willing to you know sacrifice the family time and also like of course very expensive and mm-hmm. send us abroad to study only because of they believe, you know, we can have a better future here in the States and then we can offer, you know, we can perhaps pursue a higher education, a, um, you know, just higher status. A lot of times, you know, like what I just described might sound a little on the surface level, you know, very surface, but a lot of times, you know, like as a parent, you know, when you're willing to sacrifice perhaps uh, a lot of those things I, I mentioned, just so that your children can have perhaps a better life. You know, that's something that I really appreciate. And then, you know, I believe if you, if I stay in Taiwan and, you know, instead of coming to the States, I don't think I will have the same appreciation towards my family and my parents. 
is that distance yeah. and that you know like you see a lot mm-hmm. of things you know around the world and then you start to be like oh wow you know you start to appreciate a lot of things that you have so you become more more like a you know like a a, a glass uh has full type of person mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that you have great parents too you have really, Thanks. really great parents <laughs> i'll tell them so uh about you know we're talking about american culture as a whole but yeah you came was it last year oh my it was two years ago to ohio was it two years ago that you came to ohio no last (laughs) year last year that was last year was it we've been last year it was two years ago dude no that was last year february i I mean oh yeah i I visited twice yeah because we did we did the road trip, road trip. from yeah. Ohio to to LA, back to to LA. Yeah. Okay. So you've been out, you've been out east, and you've been out west. Mm-hmm. I think you got a pretty good, you know, you didn't spend a ton of time out there, but I think you got a pretty good picture of, you know, the culture. I gave you the lowdown on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your impression on East Coast culture versus West Coast culture? Oh. You know, there's there's something you know there's something that I saw online. They were talking about like Eastern people and Western people. Like Western people act nice, but they're actually not nice. But Eastern <laughs> people act colder, but they're actually really nice. Yeah. Does it make sense? <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah. you know, I agree with that. In the West, like you know, probably in LA, your car broke down, and then people will walk past and be like, "Oh, do you need help?" And you'd be like, "Yes, can you call like." you know like the service for me and it'd be like oh okay and they just walk away but <laughs> but on the east they don't walk past and say do you need any help they might just like you know do it for you already like you know mm-hmm. so i mean this is a very Man. general like concept yeah. it d- definitely not apply to you know everybody but i would say western people at least from my experience they can be a little bit you know like Oh, this is not my job you know this is yours and you know they, they're very individual <laughs> yeah. but out in the west i sorry out in the east i know i don't have a lot of friends you know, in the east and probably just sean you know and, and it's also my relatives they started in new york and boston okay. so i went there as well but um honestly i don't really you know one thing about about america where you know recently i found very interesting is that you know it's such a huge country I mean, of course, there's Southern, yeah. you know, culture, Eastern culture, Western culture, but you guys are still within one country. So what I'm saying is that um, the cultural differences is not greatly different. But yeah. in like Asia or in like Europe, right? You just drive a couple hours, you go to another country, totally different, different cultures, language, different language, yeah. different everything. You'd be like, wow, you know, such a difference. But here in the States, you, try, you fly for seven hours and go to New York. They still speak English, you know. They still like, you know, pretty much the same background as nothing like, you know. Everyone understands. Yeah, every, exactly. So, in that regards, I feel like, mm, even though there's a lot of culture, but I wasn't, I didn't feel like, oh wow, you know, this culture is so different, you know, right. than what I experienced in the world. For being two thousand miles away. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. like, in Taiwan, if you fly just two hours, you can go to Japan and, you know, Korea. And then, you know, you can go to, like, China and then Southeast Asia country. You know, within just, like, five hours or so. Everybody speaks different languages. Everybody, you know, dress differently. Everybody had to celebrate different things. 
you're like, wow, that's that, that's you know cultural shock. You, I would say, but here in the states, you know, coming from that background, I don't think there's like, you know, like wow, you know, when I go to Texas, except their accent, I don't, I might don't, I, I might not find you know things so, you know, like differently. I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't that's know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. It's, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So. How would you say it's different from, you know, we talked a little bit about perspective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like you've spent a lot of time in, in the U.S. Yeah. And I feel like you've probably got a pretty good impression about, like, the United States, like, the, the American perspective of Asia. Like, what do you think is different between, like, how people in the United States see Asia mm-hmm. versus how like you see Asia or just like people from Taiwan see Asia like as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to start off from like, you know, as a Taiwanese, how I view Asia. Because like, as you guys may know, <laughs> Taiwan is in a very, you know, politically is in a very, you know, unique situation, right? Because yeah. like, um, you know, yeah. like China claim like Taiwan is theirs and, you know, Taiwanese people think, you know, we're own our own country and then the, probably the whole world think taiwan is the home country but just china deny because china is so powerful so everybody has to agree so like <clears throat> so coming from a taiwanese like um uh, point of view how i view asia is that um it's i would say taiwan is a uh one of the most like i mean econ- economy I, I would say like you know, like uh, when when uh, Asia starts striving, you know, uh, Taiwan was one of the four countries that was, um, you know, economy was doing really well. And then so, you know, mm-hmm. like TSMC, the you know, the semiconductor yeah. company, you know, the NVIDIA, I mean, NVIDIA has company here in the States. But I mean, there's a lot of uh, like Foxconn, you know, all those like actually really big company, you know, started in Taiwan. And then, you know, all these electronics that you use, um, you know, like Tesla, right? In Tesla, there's like thousands of, you know, u- units that's that's came from Taiwan. So I would say Taiwan is a really strong country, but a lot of times Taiwanese people don't think Taiwan's good. This is very interesting. Like Taiwan is, um, you know, creates, uh, has a pretty good GP- GDP and then, you know, creates, you know, world-class products. But Taiwanese people don't think Taiwan is strong. Or like Taiwan is something that they should treasure. Um, not until you, you know, go out of Taiwan. You know, when yeah. I when when, when we, th- sorry, I was gonna say, do you think it's because there's so much focus on like outside of Taiwan? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So and then plus Taiwan is very very small. It's island. It's an island, so you, yeah. a lot of times you you cannot oversee that. Oh, Taiwan, even though it's small. But with the population that we have, we actually generate a lot of, you know, output, you know, into the world. But a lot of times, we as a Taiwanese, we we overlook that. We don't think, oh, Taiwan is such great because we, we're so small. Like our market is so small, so we should expand. We should expand to China. We should expand to America. Nothing wrong with that, you know, because you know you want to do business. You want to go to, like a better, um, you know, like we're just more dense and more populations country. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times. People trash Taiwan because um, of how small it is, and then how like government blah, blah blah, because they didn't, they never, you know, just leave Taiwan and then just see Taiwan from the other perspective. Just like when you guys talk about like right. you know like why study abroad is because um, 
if you stay, you know, live all your life here in Ohio or in the states, you have a certain perspective or certain way of looking of you know America, right? And then the thing that America right. always be praised by, like, oh, the number one country in the world. So a lot of times when I, you know, <laughs> when I first came to the states, actually I talked to Sean about this, like. A lot of people here, or like Americans, they they don't want to go to the other country, because why, right? You know, America is so great. Why do I have to go to the other country? But sorry, be, be it's the opposite effect. Exactly. You know, so a lot of times, you know, like when um when the Midwest like folks they started to realize that they are actually making so little money, but all the media say America is number one country in the world. They be like, they become really doubtful. Yeah. So a lot of times, just like why we should, you know, look at our country or our culture in a different perspective. Sometimes will help to help us identify, you know, who we are or who our country or who our culture are as a, you know, mm-hmm. as a whole. So I think from that perspective, it's very important. Sometimes you have to zoom out mm-hmm. and look at the whole picture. You need sure. The there's a lot of yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Sure, there's a lot of bad things about Taiwan, <clears throat> but you know, you, there's a lot of great things. About Taiwan, you probably just because of your daily life, you you kind of like you oversees it. But you know, that's why when I travel to the states, I kind of appreciate you know my origin, like my、uh, Taiwan even more. You know, I realize wow, Taiwan's actually such a great country. You know, everybody's super、yeah. nice. You know, like no one's you know shooting. <laughs> like if you left <laughs> your bag in a car, no one will break your window and steal your things. So、mm-hmm. you know,、yeah. you're living in a very safe country. And then you know, plus the food is great. I would say, but you know, but when you live there, you know, you don't have that perspective because you don't know.、Mm. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to yeah to put it. Yeah, it was beautiful, clean.、Um, yeah, well, great people. I had a, I had a great impression. I mean, I was only there for eight days, but I had probably one of the best impressions on a place in such a short period of time that I've ever had. But I think a lot of it too was the fact that I had somebody there who was <laughs> willing to kind of show me around, show me the best of the country, and yeah,、um, yeah, yeah for sure. It was, so it was, a, it was a good time. Yeah, definitely. You know, like Logan, you should come too. You know, I'll show you to the best place. Heck yeah, man! Yeah, <laughs> and it's so convenient to. too. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to leave o- Oklahoma. He's he's doing. He'll do anything to get out. Oh my god! Taiwan, Taiwan sounds pretty good about now. <laughs> no, because like, you know, one thing I found very interesting is that a lot of Westerners,、um, they're <clears throat> when they when they think of Asia, you know, a lot of times、uh-huh. do when I went in the states when I tell them that I'm from Taiwan, they'd be like Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd be like,、man. I mean. Uh, very close to Thailand, but it's Taiwan. You know, like <laughs> there's there's a difference there. You know, like、oh, the reason、man. why I feel like you know they say that wasn't because you know like they're not they don't have you know they don't they didn't go to school or something like that. No, not not because of that. Because <laughs> because Westerners they when they think of Asia, <laughs> they only go to like the touristy you know places. Like you know, for、mm. instance, you know、uh, Bali. You know, like.、Um, Like、um, Thailand, you know, Japan, something like that, like Singapore.、Yeah. So a lot of times,、um, you don't know like, you know, what's there to offer. But you know, Europe, you know, such great history, such, you know, like very, you know, like <clears throat> there's a strong, you know, sense of like, oh yeah, that that there's something you know great there. And then I know I'll experience this and that there because how the perhaps the media portrays、um, this country.、Mm, so.、Yeah. 
a lot of times though when when I, when we talk about Asia with you know people here in the states, they don't know much. Yeah. Mm. Besides what I, I will know, say, India. I can admit to that. I think myself. it's very reflective. Yeah. I think it's reflective of I think a lot of the reason why that happens and a lot of the reason people like kind of get hyper focused on on Europe is because I mean yeah it's portrayed in western media a lot it's very romanticized you know you see like pictures of Paris and London and Barcelona and all that stuff <clears throat> but I think the the big thing is that because a lot of you know you talk about like white american culture comes from western europe Mm-hmm. or even even eastern europe i mean even like the balkans and and like you know slavic regions um when you talk about asia i think that most people in the states it's such a it's such a contrasting culture i'd say mm-hmm. in terms of the language i mean you know the the alphabet mm-hmm. um like tonal language um you know communal culture different religions different you know you know completely different history and i think that a lot of the i mean i i kind of do want to blame the education system a little bit i think the education system it really doesn't focus on it i mean logan growing up in ohio how much did they focus on asian history compared to how they focused on western european specifically western european history yeah yeah no i mean you have a point i i will say i'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus but um (laughs) i love that a lot yeah i I love okay i love thai food right and i i was there's a lot of good thai food in this town we moved to um in oklahoma and so I was like trying all these places and someone was like, oh, that is that food from Taiwan? You know, like oh, wow. it's, yeah, yeah. And the dude, opposite. that is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you hear a lot, of course it's like, it's food from Thailand. Um, but it's like, you, you get that a lot where, or there's a lot more lumping, right. Mm-hmm. In, in America, like colloquially there's a lot more lumping of like asia like mm-hmm. asia capital a and that's like um and even like you said more it's like in, in hollywood um one of my favorite or, or maybe i should say least favorite tropes in hollywood is like um it'll be like somewhere in the middle east or like somewhere in mm-hmm. asia and it's like and you just get like an amalgamation of different cultures and countries, but it's, Mm -hmm. you're like, where is this supposed to be? You know? (laughs) Um, Whereas, yeah, on the other hand, um, especially like in Hollywood, you hear an accordion, you see a guy in a striped shirt and like a red bandana and a baguette and it's, and you know, it's France or like you see a gondola if it's supposed to be Italy or or spaghetti. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I, I know in terms of my, my education, like, primary school and everything was very and and high school was like very eurocentric like i think every every american learns about like like world it's almost framed by like world war ii and like and then there's like the korean war but like we don't touch on that very much and then like vietnam 
um, yeah. as far as historically yeah. and, and like, but people don't really like to talk about Vietnam. I'll say that even, yeah, they don't, they don't like to get yeah. super in depth because we weren't, we weren't the hero in that mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. remember in my, in my, my international business when I, when I did my first class with Mike Geringer, who would be a fantastic guest on this podcast. He's, okay. he was a great professor, a great guy. Um, <clears throat> genius he's the head of the international business school at OU and for my first class that I had with him it was just I don't remember what it was it was like international something global culture something like that culture studies and he said he gave us 30 minutes and he said draw a map of the world and try to put borders for all of the countries. <laughs> and at the end of the 30 minutes, we're going to we're going to look at each individual person and see what you have. And he took every person's paper and broke down what it was. He's like, you see how they put the United States in the middle of the map, the way that you put it. He's like, what is this? Asia This is just squiggly lines. They don't know what it is. You know, it's it's like it showed how people's knowledge of just the way that the world looked was you know, based on the way that they had detailed each individual part of it. And I know it was like Africa and Asia were almost completely undone for every person that was in the classroom. Yeah. And these are people who are majoring in international studies, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I honestly am guilty of myself. I mean, I did horrible and I fell into all of the uh, stereotypical tropes that he was looking to pick on people for, but it was a good practice. I think any yeah. of us would in America. You know, yeah. I think for, I mean I don't blame you know everybody <laughs> like anybody for like for that reason because I would say because of Taiwan's unique historical um, just uh, characteristics I would say uh, we have to learn not only the Chinese culture because we're kind of like originated from China but also like um, you know Ch- Taiwan is very small country so we don't take pride in you know like our no, that's that's that came out kind of weird, but we don't t- take pride in Taiwanese history because um, Taiwanese history is short. I mean, we I mean, of course, it originated back to like China, but like in, in terms of Taiwan, we're the invaders, like because we're not, you know, you know, like the up, like what's the word, <laughs> the the ob- native, ob- like yeah, indigenous. the native, aboriginals, yeah, aboriginals, yeah, indigenous, yeah, indigenous, yeah. So like a lot of times, what we learn is that we learn, you know. Of course, the Chinese culture, but also like in Taiwan is very small, and then you know we, we we don't take, you know we're not trying to portray as heroes like that. So we learn everything what we, what we can do. Like so, we learn a lot of European history, you know Chinese history, and then basically what, we, what there's a class called like world history, mm-hmm. and then you know we talk about everything there because you know Taiwan wasn't part of any like huge like historical events. You know, even as a, you know, just a small part of it. Nothing really, you know, in that great regard. And like, as of like, you know, World War Two or like, what you guys say, you know, Korean War or like Vietnamese War, Vietnam War. So a lot of times, you know, we just learn what we can. But I think the reason why you guys talk about like, uh, why they try, like, perhaps um, overlook something, you know, like when you guys talk about Vietnam War is because about this American dream. And then, you know, the superhero concept actually come from America, right? Yeah. So, 
So Americans, they they view themselves as you know the savior to this world, right? They're, they're trying to save everybody from, you know, like if you're poor, it's okay, come to America. You know, there's American dream. You can alter your you know alter your life, and then you can become very successful. You know that that's something that you know really really works well. I, I would say it works well, right? That's why. You know, America、um, attracts so many you know world talented people from all around the world to America. You know, you think if you think We're great about, at marketing, yeah, you guys are not only great at marketing, but there's a opportunity here. Now, right now, of、mm-hmm. course, people you、yeah. know judge on American dreams, but back in the day, right? You know, I, I don't know if you guys heard of this terms called fresh off the boat. Oh, fresh off the yeah. boat. Yeah, yeah, fresh yeah. off the boat. You know, why does this term even exist? It was because um, you know, a lot of people like a lot of People, I would say, like you know, from Vietnam, they try to escape、uh, their communist,、um, you know, po- you know,、mm. just policy. So they literally just got on the boat and hope that they will end up in the states.、Mm. So when they ended up here in California, Orange County, they call themselves, you know, fresh off the boat. That's literal term. That's not a, you know, like a, so, I've heard it. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've, I've heard it. It's a literal term because they are fresh off the boat. So a lot of times, America、yeah. provides this opportunities to people who are, you know. In fact, like they probably messed up, <laughs> right? So at, at their own country, so they they came here, and they become really really successful people. There's so、yeah. many this kind of su-、uh, successful、uh, stories, you know, like from you know people who are not native to the states or like not Americans. So that's why I think, in a sense, America does has is very strong, you know. Like I don't want to say marketing skills, but it does, you know, create an environment where a lot of people want to pursue their dream here. Yeah,、and、no, including me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's you make good points, man. And I think、um, that is, I I can be critical as anyone can of their own country.、Um, like I can be critical of the American dream, like you said, people. Recently, especially, have brought the American dream or the idea of the American dream. Um, into a critical view,、um, but the, I think the really great thing about the American experiment is it's like this is all it's all em- like immigrants working hard to build something,、mm-hmm. like、yeah. from from day one. That's that's kind of you know,、um, and historically, I mean, some some bad times, some good times, successes. Um, things we don't want to talk about, right, or that are hard to talk about. But the whole time, it has been a story of people like seeking that opportunity,、mm-hmm. like hardworking immigrants. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. It, I, I, a part of me is kind of glad that it's stayed that way. To、yeah. be honest. Yeah. I mean. And.、Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah.、Um, if you don't mind. I have、uh, one more question. Yeah, go ahead, dude. No, this is、yeah. an awesome conversation.、Yeah. I actually, no, I really enjoy this kind of deep talks and you know, like. Me too, you know, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. So we talked a lot about Taiwan. We talked a lot about America,、mm-hmm. but the way that you and I met was a business development internship in Indonesia. Yeah, where we were tasked on going to Indonesia, which、mm-hmm. was at the time and still is one of the fastest developing countries in the world.、Mm-hmm. And we were there to assist with SMEs, people、mm-hmm. basically running businesses out of their garages. Yeah, literally.、Mm-hmm. So, what 
role do you think Taiwan mm-hmm. and some of the uh, like northeastern Asian countries play in the world in comparison to I wouldn't even really say in comparison like what do you think their role is in the world and the role of Indonesia <clears throat> and Southeast Asian countries like Indonesia and Malaysia and the Philippines mm-hmm. yes that's a pretty good questions I mean if you look at the entire Asian like countries like East Asian countries you know what what we play in the uh, in the role like nowadays in the uh, you know that affects the world it's I would say you know and pretty obvious labor you know labor is something that you know it's very important but a lot of times people trying to work their way up to a non-labor job you know like so nowadays you know what jo- what kind of job paid the most is jobs where you you sit in the office whole day you know typing computer basically you use your you know like brain to work right but there's a lot of jobs that requires labor job right so like you know all the you know the iphone that you use the computer that you use and everything that you know tv that you watch it has to be you know made by someone right so like throughout the history as you can see like um asian countries are primarily um manufacturers with great you know of course great technology as well but they're primarily focused on uh manufacturing you know like there's not a lot of manufacturer plants here in the states because the labor is way too expensive so in asia that's not the case so in asia in china there's you know so many you know manufacturers including taiwan and then now they're because of chinese policy there a lot of factories are moving down you know to southeast asia and you know like india vietnam you know all those countries so what I, what my point of view is that in the future, at, at least in the foreseeable future, they will continue to be that way. It's very hard to like surpass America in terms of you know, software you know development. I mean, of course, you know India right now, like you know, I know Logan works in the software development industry. You probably know a lot of Indians. They're really good coders, super good, but their labor is so cheap. The reason yeah. why you know, of course, because of you know, like the industry, etc. But not saying, you know, so a lot of, you know, company here in the States, they, they outsource to India. Mm-hmm. And with the population that the whole a- Asia have, you know, there's you know, just so many supplies of labors. But here in the States, it's, you know, totally different. And then, you know, there's so many different industries as well. So like, there's, um, you know, everything, uh, everyone can basically find a job that, that's, that fits them. But in Asia, you know, of course, there's a, also a lot of different industry, but there's only a certain few industry that make a lot of money. And so in that respect, um, you know, of course, you know, what they're good at right now, like what they, you know, they're wealthy, you know, the segment that they're you know, really good at and making a lot of money for the country will continue, continue to be that way. So in that case is that I don't think Asia will have a, like a, 180 degree change from you know what their status quo is so they were continuing impacting the world through you know manufacture uh manufacturing you know like and of course i think that's one thing that cannot be missed like we we all need farmers right because we all need rice oh i don't I, okay americans don't eat rice corns <laughs> but you know i mean there's some some <laughs> there's going to be someone who, who's going to provide that labor 
into you know into something that we use nowadays right like we use on our daily um life so not saying it's a bad living you know it's still providing a you know huge economy to the whole world but at times you know like you know one thing about united states is that very interesting recently they want tsmc which is the semiconductor company from taiwan to have a factory here in arizona Mm-hmm. But they're building a big one in Columbus, a huge, right a now, huge actually. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. IBM, I think. Yeah, and why is the yeah. reason? You know, why is the reason? It's very interesting because it's automation. Yeah, right? when you look at micro, National you know, conductor as well. Yeah, like Intel, right? Intel used to be the the greatest, the biggest, um, you know, chip manufacturer or like designer. But right now, TSMC not only taken Intel, over, you know, Intel, but they have you know surpassed Intel. In a way that they can never, you know, caught up, at least right now. And because of pandemic, you know, the lack of chips, you know, ship around the world, they 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 realize that oh wow, everything literally nowadays need chips, like yeah. cars need chips, you know, phone need chips, computer obviously. So they cannot have a shortage of that. So mm-hmm. United States realized that, so they make TNC, TSMC to open a factory here in the states. So what I'm saying yeah, is that. And I- if you're really good at just doing one thing and then you just perfect uh, perfect the thing that you're doing, you know, you can you can make an impact. That's how I think Asia start to make an impact to the world. And of yeah. course, you know, not not we don't want to bring China into this scenario because China has so many populations. So that that's why, you know, China's and also they're a communist country, so they can generate a lot more money to the government and make a lot of huge things to the world than, you know, other Asian country, uh, I would say. So, yeah. So my point of view is that um, Asia, I would think, will, will be continuing to thrive, and then even like you know, just like like you say, one of the fastest developing country in the world, like Indonesia, um, because they have all this population. So once their, you know, government is in place, you know, once their policy is in place, from from my point of view, they have great you know like opportunities. And then there's so many you know like when you're racing, right? When you're running at the first place, you feel very comfortable. Right, so you don't really, you know, run even faster. But if you're on the second place, the third place, there's always someone in front of you. You want to catch up on them. You want to, you know, train harder. You want mm-hmm. to catch up. So that's why that's why I think about Asia right now. Like the Asian countries, they're trying to catch up to the world, to the Western countries. So, so that's why you know a lot of Western countries they have to, they have to be aware of you know China right now, or like they have to be aware of like Southeast Asian country right now because. They don't know if they'll catch up, and mm-hmm. if they catch up, you know, the whole once. What if the whole world changed? You know, like for instance, United States is no longer the number one country in the world. You know, like can you imagine that? So, so a lot of times, what I would say is right, right now, like United States, they're trying to, they're really trying really hard to, um, you know, kind keep of just that. yeah, keep that you know status quo. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's why they spend so much money in military. And this, yeah, they yeah. spend so much money in the military that you know probably like the second to the ninth country combined is still like less than what America spends in the military. I'm sure. Within the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think you know Asia is, I think it's still blooming. Um, yeah, but I think for the foreseeable future, um, you know, you will stay that way in a while. Yeah. But yeah, that's just my point of view. Yeah. 
It's right. I, I, yeah, Is there anything you tackled that man? You tackled <laughs> no, that. no, that's that's a, that's a tough one. And uh, I mean, there's so many variables, so many moving parts. But that was a good, <laughs> that was a good yeah, answer. Yeah, I think this kind of hey, it's kind of hard to answer this question because sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like, also, I have well, that was sort of my intention. I mean, I I had a bunch of general questions that I wanted to ask you, and the thing is, is that my intention was to seep as much information out of you as I possibly could while you were here because. Yeah. It's all about getting your perspective because yeah. every other episode that it's just me and Logan talking, we're gonna be, we're gonna <laughs> spew our guts, and there's only so much, so much that we have to say, so many opinions and perspectives that we have on the world. Yeah. For so sure. when we get somebody like you who has, obviously, such a unique perspective and and has like seen so much and yeah, no, awesome. clearly, uh, yeah, it's 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 good. No, I think you know the, okay, right now I know we probably over time but like you know like when i listen to your oh, first and no second time. episodes like i personally i really like you know how you guys tackle you know the question and then you guys from a you know point of view you guys are not a ordinary american i don't know if that makes sense or like ring a bell to you guys because when i first met sean and sean introduced me to logan and i realized like wow you guys are you know so hungry and learning more about the world about you know different issue political historical issue you know like western asia like you know topics i think from my you know like for me it's very i appreciate that because like a lot of times you know we all have that pride right you know and then sometimes for us to like ask a question that we don't know like or you know console something that we don't know it's it's hard because mm-hmm. we're so prideful sometimes we, we, we think we know the, the best mm-hmm. so i think this podcast you know this you know this the, the hostel the, the channel can go very long because you guys are hungry in learning you know everything you know like around the world and then there's just so many things that you can learn yeah and thanks man thanks for uh talking so much about you know teaching us things that you know we may or may not have talked about before but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always good. And I think that they, we can always go on further. I mean, just on the top of my head, there's so many things that we could continue it. I know yeah. that we're probably going to cut it short because it's been about an hour. But Dude, there's so many things. You know, honestly. even talking about... <laughs> you have to come back. about sort of like the political stance about, you know, ownership in Indonesia. Like, like, like you know, who owns what? You know, mm-hmm. what percentage of the companies that are actually producing the labor in Indonesia are owned by... Chinese companies and mm-hmm. how much of the the you know of the contracted labor that's happening in like Cambodia and India is owned by American companies mm-hmm. and how all of the wealth is like even though it's propping up those countries how much of that is actually being owned yeah. and sort of um, benefiting even further you know in this race for you know catching up catching up you're your str- your strategy fundamentally exactly. is propping up the Western countries even more. Yeah, when you think about it. Um, but we don't have to talk about that today. Uh, I appreciate you coming in. No, no, it's fine. And, like, uh, is is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, I, actually, when you talk about that, you know, one hundred percent green, because like right now, like all the Western you know companies they're investing into like Southeast Asia and Asia, and that that's one part. Like, how much money are generating back to their own like citizen, right? So that's one question that, yeah. that can be raised. And also like the regional like disadvantage, I would say, because for instance, like Indonesia, there's so many islands. 
there's so many islands, like thousands right. of islands, you know, across the countries. It's very hard for the government to govern all this country as a whole. Whereas, for instance, like in America or in Europe, just like one, you know, land. That's it. Super easy to manage. Right. So yeah, I think, I mean, for them to catch up, I I think it's gonna be like very long or almost like it is pretty tough. Yeah, dude. But yeah, thanks for having me. And then I think you know, I, honestly, if you guys want, I can come back again because I feel like you know, one thing that would be interesting to talk about is that the differences between you know, you guys studying abroad to like Austria or like Germany, as opposed to me studying abroad to the states and the issues yeah. that we face. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think you should definitely come back on sometime. Um, Cause like, you know. yeah, I, I listened to last episode and you guys were talking about like finding a job, visa, you know, like your, your status. You went through pretty much the exact same I, thing that we're going to end up going. Exactly. Through. I, I've been through everything you can like possibly imagine here in the mm-hmm. States. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. lucky that I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know what you went through last year. That that was really stressful and tough. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, <clears throat> yeah. going through the same thing within the next year or two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man. It was great to All see right. you again and great, great chatting. Um, well, yeah, it's I've, definitely a great conversation. Oh, yeah, it was. I, I speak for both of us for sure. We'd love to have you back on, man. Yeah, of course. If I have the honor. <laughs> right, well,. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up. And everybody have a good night. And we'll see you next week. And uh, yeah. See you guys later. See you.